Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. What's good, Giblets? I've had a full night's rest. It's a cloudy sky. I am partially cloudy. The weather, Mother Nature can't make up her mind. But anyways, on today's show, we will be joined by our guest today, Blackness Jack. And you will hear me blab on about why or what I think of AEW doing two shows. Some may say it's a goldmine. Some may say let them do two shows. I say let bygones be bygones. Let's, you know, just it's 2019. Professional wrestling is, you know, obviously really, really evolved itself and you'll just hear me my thoughts on what's good about having two shows a week and what's bad about you know having all this wrestling shoved in our face no nothing's bad about that nothing nothing at all nothing of the sorts so I have four minutes till our guest calls in and I must say folks Monday Night Raw, to me, sitting there for three hours, watching the shit unfold. I didn't really mind some of it, but some of it was really hard to follow. The fatal five-way elimination match. There's always a pattern um, with certain wrestling bookings, and one of those is when it's, you know, bigger brand, you know, main roster type thing. I just, I don't know about the Fatal Five Women. You have all that superstardom in the ring at the same time. You had Shinsuke Nakamura, Robert Roode. You had AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio. You had plenty of guys in there that were star quality. And I know I didn't mention the fifth person because, well, like I said, it was very hard to keep track of. And parts of it was just like, okay, I don't know whether to be like, oh, yeah, 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 this person got eliminated. Okay, cool. I thought AJ Styles and Seth Rollins were going to face each other. Um, I thought wrong. Rey Mysterio, who's still going, you know, still kicking, still making it happen. We thank him for doing so. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I, I have question marks about Ray, not in ability, but in the sense that, you know, can he put on a decent show with Seth Rollins? 
don't know the answer to that question because next week on the premiere of Monday Night Raw, because it'll be on Fox, this is the last, uh, by the way, SmackDown Live on USA Network because USA Network will have NXT for an hour and it will also have NXT on the WWE Network. And if you have not signed up for that, you can do so by visiting the website, WWE.com. Go under Network your first month free. You must have a valid email address and password. After your first month, you will be charged $9.99. If you do not have a valid debit or credit card, you can go to your local dollar shops, dollar, dollar general, game stops, Walmart, 7-Eleven, Best Buys. And you can definitely get them at FYE. So show some love to the WWE Network. For those of you wanting to get more information, you can visit the website and call the number. They are open till 7 p.m. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Blackest Jack. How are you doing, man? Good, good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, sir. So, first things first, I know a lot of people um, on Instagram were asking, like, what, you know, what's the deal with the name Blackest Jack? Obviously, derive that inspiration from Blackest Jack and Foley, but what what made you uh, decide to choose the name Blackest Jack in, in the first place? I did not pick my name at all. <laughs> you did not. I had, I actually had damn near nothing to do with, you know, I just happened to be there. It was at a Bill DeMont seminar. August of 2017, I believe, was 16 or 17. Let's say 16, just for crap and giggles. Um, he saw me in the ring, and I was uh, doing extra training while they was on break. It was a three-day seminar, and I literally was running the ropes, and I was sweaty, and my hair was all crazy, and my beard was all crazy, and, like, he stopped He's sitting in a chair, and it was somebody that works at, at used to work at AML named Jarvis, and this guy named Boss Hogg. He's really big in North Carolina, whatever, and a great wrestler. So Jarvis is black, and Boss Hogg is light skinned, so we always crack on each other, you know. And so Boss Hogg calls me black ass. <laughs> and then Jarvis says, Yep. Black ass Jack. So Boss Hog says black ass Jack. So Bill DeMont, he laughs, says, wait, that's it. And in the most New Jersey accent that he could possibly have, he said, that's it. That's your name, kid. Black this Jack. And the way you're going to spell it, and he does a little Donald Trump finger thing, thing. he's like, B-L-A-Q-T-U-S. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So everybody just looks at me as if I'm like, he he didn't, he, I had told him, I was like, I'm kind of looking for something that'll pop, something that's cool, you know, because before my name was Feral Demented. So, yeah, that's the day he gave me the name Black as Jack. It had nothing to do with Mick Foley at all. <laughs> wow. That's actually He just saw my hair. I wasn't wearing a flannel or anything. He just saw my hair and he saw me. That's pretty, that's pretty, that's an interesting story, uh, because, well, 
Bill DeMott and I are from the same region in the East Coast, uh, except for I'm not in New Jersey, I'm in New York. But that's interesting that he picked your gimmick name like that. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting because most of the pe- most of the stuff that people say, oh you stole this and you stole that, I've actually been given damn near my whole gimmick and most of my move set from veterans that are well respected in the business. That's why I just look at people like, how can you say I stole something when it was given to me by this person or this or that? You know, like I've been I've spoke to a lot of people who have twenty, thirty. 40 years in the business, and they love the gimmick. So it's a little, if somebody who hasn't, you know, really done anything just tells me, oh, well, you're a ripoff. I'm just like, yeah, but people are into my gimmick, you know. I, I got to get your opinion, sir, because, I've, you know, I always tell fans, like, if it wasn't for you, yes, we wouldn't be here. But in some instances, what gets on okay, let me ask pose this question. What gets on your nerves when the sparks come at you and be like, Well, you're just rip off, um, you're this, that, the other. What really grates on your everlasting nerve about um, fans in general? Like what what really grates your nerves when you hear them talk? Actually, it's not the fans that get on my nerves at all. You know, they pay their money. They, if you pay, if you go work a forty-hour job and you got a sick kid and a wife and this, that, and the other, and you use wrestling as a family event or you use it to step outside of your world and suspend reality, you know, like that's how some people use wrestling. There's actually a lot of other wrestlers that annoy me more than fans, to be honest. Well, can you? I mean, I'm not gonna. It, but I'm kind of a uh, broadcast journalist in a sense. I don't have a journalism degree. But um, when you say other wrestlers annoy you, is it like the I know this business type angle? Or, uh, Not just that, but the whole, it's like, okay, so this is this is how I knew this. I kind of knew this question was going to come, but this is how I put it. So imagine you're at you're you're stuck inside of a building, right? Now you see somebody come through the front door, right? But then yep. you see somebody come from behind you, right? They got in the yep. building. They all three of y'all are all in the same building, right? But you didn't see the other one come in, but he's right there with you, right? So yep. does that mean there's no other door or did he break in, or how did he get in? But he's right there with you. So did he get in the right way? Did he get in your way, or did he create his own way to get in? You know, like, people, it amazes me the things that people get upset about. And, no, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not bitter at the veterans. I'm not bitter at the so-called greenies, because I'm one of those. I'm going to stay a greenie. As long as there's something to learn in wrestling, Trust me, I'm going to stay a greenie. I don't want to be one of these old people who have a bunch of regret in their eyes because that's the worst thing you can see on a man or a woman that's above the age of any age is regret. You know, like, people get mad because you didn't get it the way they got it. You know? Like, I don't I don't get that. Like, because I do What? I didn't get it how you got it? Oh, because I, I work for this company 
and you work for that company, so we're supposed to be enemies. I'm sorry. I'm an independent wrestler. I ain't got a contract with nobody. You know, like, it's, it's people take stuff so personally. That's why I don't, if somebody asks me for advice, that's fine. But I'm not going to ever just freely speak on, oh, well, this wrestler is this. No, like, no. Hell no. I feel you on that aspect, dude. You know what the saying is. is like, we're in this business together because, actually, Brutal Bob Evans just basically posted something that said, you know, should I talk about others? Does it do me any good? No. Do I make a dime or a penny after I do it? No. So it's best, you know, just to keep to, you know, yourself when you're in this business because word gets out, you can get in big trouble if you're what, you know, talking a whole bunch of mess. So, I mean, Uncle Bob, Rubble Bob Evans, you know, he gives out sound advice about if you're in this business and you're just starting out, you want to make a good impression to not only the promoter but the other people around you. Yeah, there's some snakes in the wrestling business, and um, you and I dealt with uh, different wavelengths of said snakes on a whole different level. We're not here to talk about that. So what inspired you to become a professional wrestler uh, in the first place? Um, It was actually... uh... Yeah, my uh, one of the family members, one of my family members that I really looked up to, he um got me into watching wrestling when I was very young, and he actually died in '97. And um, I've always wanted to wrestle, but when I when I left Greensboro to join the army in 2006, there were no wrestling schools in this area, and I couldn't afford, you know, like I couldn't afford like to go as far as I wanted to go. And, you know, I had always wanted to join the military, so that's what I did. And, you know, when I got out in 2012, you know, I started looking and looking, and finally I was able to start training in 2015, January 27th. That's cool. So... Well, which wrestler inspired you during your uh, wrestling training that made you go, yeah, I want to be just like this guy. I think his style is really the best. Actually, when I start, I've always been open-minded because, like, you know, my my top five wrestlers are so weird, and people just don't understand, like, how do you like this one and this one? They're all different. Like, the only thing they have in common is they're all wrestlers. That's it. Like, my top five wrestlers are so weird. Like, I just like different stuff, you know? But do you, like, have any but, specific wrestlers that uh, you, like, want to list out that, like, embodies your style or the type of style that you go in the ring with? Like, gimmick-wise, like, who, who do you embody the most that you're trying to sell the audience? Like, hey, I want you to... Think that I think that I'm a blend of this person, that person, and the other person. Um, I don't personally see it, but a lot of people say because we're kind of built the same a little bit, and we both like. They say we kind of look alike. Lord, I hope he'll kill me for this. 
I actually love Willie Mac's style because I think he can do everything. You know, like cool. I used to like when I first met him, I thought that there was kind of heat there because like the first time I met him, like people would always say that we kind of looked alike. And the first time I got in the ring, somebody actually said. At first, I didn't know who he was because I wasn't really big on independent wrestling, but. Like, they were, oh, you move like him because you can flip and do this. And I was 315 pounds doing a standard moonsault. And I was 315 pounds doing a, a crossbody off the second rope. Or because I was doing crossbodies off the top rope, you know. Or because I was flipping off the second rope doing whatever, you know. But, yeah, that's because he can do everything. And foot size is very impressive. Okay, so I always ask the wrestlers a question, like because you you come across the crazy fans and, and crazy whatnots. What's the craziest thing that a fan has ever told you that made you look at them and be like, okay, I'm just gonna go to the ring now <laughs> and make you laugh when you get to the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Jesus. Oh God, this is weird. Uh, <laughs> actually, it wasn't that bad. It this fan told me that they didn't think I could actually talk. <laughs> like, cause for the longest time, my character, my uh, gimmick didn't talk, so they were like. They didn't. They didn't think I could talk. They legit thought I was like mute or something. Like, and then they was like, "You can actually articulate your thoughts." And I was like, "Why would you think I couldn't talk?" And they was like, "Cause how you act in the ring." <laughs> uh, another one was this guy actually. Um, I was taking a picture with uh, this lady, and it was the second time. It was actually a WVCW, and uh, I didn't know it was his wife. I thought it was like his daughter or something. You know. And I didn't know. So I was like, um, so I'd taken a picture with her before, and it, I always come up with original ways to take pictures. So I was like, who's that? She's like, that's my husband. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, no, it's fine. He'll be okay. So then, like, we're taking a picture, and it's all, you know, whatever. And she, he's like, he tells his wife to look me in the eyes lovingly, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I was just, I was thrown off because I was like, wait a minute, what? Uh, but I actually had a, I had a wrestler that asked me, he wanted to buy my shirt, one for him and one for his wife. And he said, next time I see you at a show, I want you to give her a big hug and take a picture with her while she has your shirt on. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, as long as I can give them the experience they want, I'm happy. That's definitely interesting. So I gotta okay, so another family question, what's the most um annoying annoying process that you've ever had to go through as a professional wrestler, traveling wise, uh working someone wise, like what really got you uh worked up and like, Man, if I have to do this again, I'm never ever going to try this process or go through this ever again. The most annoying process is 
when you're waiting to hear back from a promoter as far as getting a chance to come back, or if like, or if like somebody doesn't tell you what you did wrong or how you did this or you know like, I'm all about you know education and knowledge. So if somebody tells me I did something wrong, I'm gonna do my best to you know. If I ever like they tell me told me. If I ever do something in a match and I and they say, hey, why'd you do that? And I say, I don't know. I stop doing it. You don't see me do it again. Or if I do do it again, it's gotten better and I improved on it. So the most annoying part is uh, waiting for to hear back from promoters or, you know, trying to be being yourself and people just like rejecting who you are as a person for no reason other than just because. No reason, you know. Uh, but uh, let's see. how do you feel about you know the contrast between AEW and WWE? Do you think that it's a good thing for wrestling to have you know competing brands, or do you you know think that? Uh, let's see here. Do you think that it's going to be like the wrestling wars before with WCW, WWE? What's your overall thoughts on AEW and WWE competing against one another? Um, I think the more that people can take care of their families, and this is this is just a political answer. This is literally how I feel about it. Um, I feel like the more wrestling there is the better, but also when you have people that can perform to that level, and also, you know, having more companies, people are like, oh, well, da 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 you might oversaturate it, but here's the thing, you got to think, WWE puts out about 10 to 12 hours of new content every week, you know, it's nice to have competition, because I am a product of the Attitude Era, I love the Attitude Era, you know, I feel like I feel like there's issues with WWE and AEW, you know. Um, and it's like, it's like if, it's like comparing Jim Cornette to the Young Bucks or Jim Cornette to Kenny Omega. There are some people who just like what they like, and they're never going to like this style of wrestling nowadays, you know. Um, some people are unable to... Sorry, that was my phone. Some some people are just unable to envision anything outside of WWE, so they don't know anything outside WWE. You know, it's always a good thing when there's competition, because if you can't survive competition, are are you really good at what you do? Uh, that's true, um, because I happen to be in attendance at Hall of Fame in Barclays, where I live, and. When the AEW chants were already going, I think this is the next question. It's going to segue into the next question. Um, Triple H said, hey, that's, that's cute, you know, you're chanting their name, but when we outright own their company in five years, I think he was just saying, you know, to just combat the fan chants. But um, my next question to you is. Do you think a 
I've asked some wrestlers this question. Do you think AEW kind of mirrors WCW in a way? And you know, coming up there, their brand is not brand new, but they have a whole bunch of different style of wrestlers and wrestling stuff that they bring to the table. Do you think that they, in a way, be like, how do I word this? Do you think that they are the mirror image of what WCW once was back when it was the Monday Night Wars? Do you think that they bring something different to the table, or do you think that they're kind of similar in a way? I think honestly, I think the only thing that they have in common is that they're both they both are are uh, going to be on TNT or were on TNT. Because I feel like the issue with WCW, if you want to be honest, they lean too much on stars from the 80s and before, you know. Um, that's why they that's why they had certain legends on contracts. And it's like, you know, I love these guys, but I don't want I don't want to see them past a certain point because the quality of what they're bringing ain't the same. You know, you're going to have to do too much hiding the weaknesses. And then when you hide that weakness, it's like it's like a boat <laughs> with 15 holes at the bottom of it. Are you going to uh, keep watching the boat sink or let it sink and just <laughs> swim to shore? Like, it gets to a point where it's like, okay, this is pointless. Abandon ship, you know. Like, they, they lean too much on certain people. And then, like, I feel like the biggest star that came out of WCW was not very good, in my opinion. This is just my opinion, and people can disagree. I feel like Bill Goldberg was the biggest star to come out of WCW, but he was not. He, I can't. I, I didn't really like his matches as a child because I've always been a fan of the Ric Flair Steamboat type of matches, you know, where it took time to tell a story. You know, they it was nothing for them to do an hour long match, you know. Like, those the stuff that I like. You know, I like the Luthez type of match. I, I watched Luthez match uh, a while ago, and the first 18 minutes, all they did was lock up, headlock, uh, drop to hold. You know, they worked the headlock for damn near 18 minutes, and I was fairly entertained. And, you know, but everybody has their opinions. You know, um, WCW, I just hope, the one thing I hope AEW don't do is just start snatching up a bunch of WWE talent, and then it's going to be like, you know, you're copying the same formula, you know. But if they can be, if they could beat WWE in the ratings awards, you know, then they'll be like, hey, you know, that'll be cool. But it won't affect me, so I'll be like, huh, okay. Plus, uh, me, myself, personally, I only really watch indie wrestling because, Everybody tries to do everything they see on WWE, and it, that annoys me too. Well, I mean, this is, this is like the next thing that I was going to ask you is like, do you think like certain indie promotions try to style their format like you know with fifteen to seventeen minute promos, and then you know they try too hard you know to format it just like WWE, and it's like, come on, man. I've been to certain promotions. I'm not going to name promotions to keep the you know professionalism up, but I notice from wherever I've been, it's been a pattern of let's add you know a 12 to 17 minute promo in length, and 
then I've had a legend name like Cowboy Bob Orton or, you know, um, those names like the Dollar Man, Ted Yossi. Some promotions do a really good job, but then other times, you know, it feels like the old adage goes, like, you don't need to talk to tell the story. Now, if you're, if you're a heel, fine. If you're a baby face, sure, to add response. But I want to get your thoughts on that since you just said, you know, and try to format it too much, too similar to WWE. Like, I want you to elaborate a little bit more. Like, if a product I feel like is trying to emulate a company, uh, company, do they have the firepower, or uh, you said, do they have the firepower to do it? Yeah, do they have? Do some companies have the firepower to? Hell no! The big... Here's the thing. Yep. Here's the thing. <laughs> if you have the firepower to to be like WWE, you are WWE. You know, like people. For, for uh, let's use myself for an example, right? People want to be attached to something. You know what I'm saying? Like there are certain fans in North Carolina who have seen me from my first match to my last match. And they're like, I like your growth. I like this, that, and the other. And they're diehard fans, and they'll support it. I'm not going to walk around as if I'm a WWE star because I'm not. And that's the problem with certain companies in certain places, you know. Like, just because you have a good production, you got to have good wrestlers too. Just because you have – if you have good wrestlers – that's a start. But you can't have shitty wrestlers with a great promotion. That's like putting a pig on <laughs> That's like putting a suit on a pig and calling it a lawyer. Like, no. Like there there should not be like there there should not be that much breaking action. You know, like I I don't think an indie show, honestly in my opinion, should more than, be more than two and a half to three hours if it's a really good show. You know, anything more than that, sort of like, okay, what are we really doing? And this is all my opinion. If you think you want to, if your fans enjoy a five-hour show and you have 600 to 1,500 people, okay, hey, great. But if you got people leaving before your main event, it's sort of like, okay, what what am I doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? You know, some people... Some promotions, they don't, they, just because you have a name, that doesn't mean you have a name. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, I, if, I, if I'm, for example, if I'm, who can I use? If I'm Kurt Angle and you pay me $15,000 to come wrestle in your garage, guess what? I'm going to wrestle in your garage. That don't mean your garage is a promotion that can be successful. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to think logically, like, hey, what's the budget? What's the production? How does this look? How does that look? How can I fix this? How can I fix that? You know, stuff just got to make sense. Like, you can't just throw up a tent and be like, oh, well, yeah, this is going to be great. You know, like, what are the fans interested in? Some do, you know, like the shows outside are still gaining an audience, but uh, it's just um, I 
I to me do like it's a it's a flavor of ice cream type thing. Like if it's a show, it's a show to me. But to me, like if you're gonna throw a show outside in the parking lot or next to a restaurant and you get an audience, hey, more power to you. But uh if you do I just if you do a show that's like you said, if you just throw a tent up there and be like, Hey, professional wrestling like I saw a clip that made me die laughing. They did a show outside on a lake. And the funny thing is, like, I don't know how you got the ring all the way out there without, you know, dra- like, you set up an outside, um, and did you drown yourselves? I mean, I just started laughing because I could not stop. I was like, I've seen shows done at beaches before, um, I've seen shows done at community centers, that's not uncommon, but... You're right. You know, you have to think logically. You can't just throw a tent up or throw one out in the middle of the lake and be like, hey, I have a wrestling show. If I gain a crazy enough audience to see this on the dock, they can see it from afar and film this disaster, you know? But I, I got to get your opinion on this. So if you see lately that people have been posting like, oh, this is low attendance, the show barely starts. That doesn't really show any sign of anything at all. If the show has, like, been going on and it shows that less of attendance, so what's your opinion on low attendance? Do you still go, you know, give it your all as a wrestler if they're not... How loyal are those... No, I'm sorry. Well, like, my question is, like, how... Like those people that post the pictures on Instagram, like, look at the attendance, look at the attendance. It's like, dude, the show has barely fucking began. Like, pardon my French, but we were okay. So it was a Madison Square Garden, and uh, <laughs> I just happened to catch somebody taking a picture. I'm like, so dude, what's up? And he's like, do you see how low this attendance? Like, no, dude. There's like about to be eighteen thousand people. They're just filing in. He said, like, well, I'm going to post on Instagram to show how low attendance is. I said, like, what are you doing? Like, I mean, what are your opinion on people like that? They just want to grab attention for themselves by showing how low the attendance, you know, at a, at a WWE or any wrestling event is. I think it's disrespectful, in my opinion, that people do that. But I want to get your opinion on the people that do that kind of thing. Everybody wants to meet me from Missouri. I say that because show me, show me, show me, show me. Attention, attention, attention. It's like that's that's annoying, but I can see why. You know, we allow people to do so much. Like, if you worried about an attendance at a wrestling show instead of the wrestling, why are you at the wrestling show? <laughs> you know? Like, I'm I will never go to a wrestling show and be like, oh, they ain't got that many people there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so? <laughs> you know? I've seen many, many people who are considered legends in the business who wrestle for WWE, WCW, whatever, and the promoter may not have promoted the show right or the booker didn't put them against somebody that was decent or something happened, you know, and – Maybe there was only three people in the crowd or ten people in the crowd or or or, or uh there was a guy who um 
it was quite a few years ago. He was paid, charging like $70 a ticket because he brought all these legends. And because so many people on Facebook said that they were going to the show, like he thought he was going to have like 1,500 people there and only like 200 showed up. But the names he had on there were certified legends. You know, like I don't, me as, even when I go to a show as a fan, I'm not going to sit up and be like, oh, they got low attendance. I don't care whether it's two people, whether it's 10 people, you know, like everybody deserves to be entertained. I'm more worried about, okay, is this good wrestling or is this a pile of shit? Honestly, like, oh, so that backyarder is going to bash this backyarder upside the head with this. Why? Are they in a storyline? Is there a heat? <laughs> like, give me the history, you know? Like, you're not just going to bash me upside the head because, doggone, somebody wants to see it, you know? Like, it's got to make that's sense. So- like, that's, ugh. Com- common sense is like finding a unicorn. <laughs> it's like Exciting. let's make sense like like mm-hmm. if you are an indie promotion why are you trying to do WWE format right if you know you ain't got a weekly show you know what I'm saying you don't have a weekly show you could tell a story in a match and only take 10 minutes you could do it in 7 minutes hell you could even do it in 5 if you do it right but Yep. You know, let's make sense of this. Like, you don't have a weekly show. You don't have 10, 12 hours of content every week coming out. You know, like, come on, let's make sense. Like, it's just, that's what I'm trying to tell people is like, you have to tell the fans a story in order for you to, you know, like, continue, like, the three hours from Monday Night Raw. Now sometimes it is a drag, you know, when you're at home and you and you watching a show, but like when you live, like okay, I went to a Ring of Honor show at Madison Square Garden. I can tell you, like the match between Jushin Thunder Liger and Tajiri. Wow. What you know, like what story do they sell? They started off slow a little bit, then, you know, they mirrored each other and moved and then they Quicken the pace a little bit, you know, with kicks and and blocks and all this stuff and all suplexes and high flying maneuvers from Tajiri. It was just, it was, it was a roller coaster because it started off slow, got up to the top of the hill, and really, you know, at the end, the waterfall effect, boom, it made all of us an image because we're very picky in the East Coast. We ve- we pretty much, I can just admit to you, like we. We will nitpick every little thing and be like, but you see, this is why they did it this way, blah, blah, blah. And I hate, I'll tell you one instance that's probably going to make you laugh your ass off because one dude was trying to impress his girl, was watching a match. He goes, you see, that's that put the baby faces with the baby faces and the heels with the heels. I said, so I turned to homeboy and I said, are you a worker? Are you a former worker? Is that why you're trying to, you know, get laid tonight? Is that why... You're trying to make an impression on your girl. It's like, please shut the hell up. I'm trying to watch the match. I'm not trying to have flashbacks of being in the locker room with professional wrestling at the Indies. I was like, I'd appreciate it if you shut your cake hole, please, and just watch the show. Like, what is the biggest thing that if you're just watching a show, dude, um, at a WWE level or higher level, 
one fan just sits there and starts spouting off wrestling terms. Does that get on your nerves or do you just ignore them? I literally ignore them. Because here's the thing. We live in a world where I can self-identify as a mailbox. And nobody can argue with me that I'm not a mailbox. Literally. Like, like the fans, there are so many strange, weird, different people out here. Pretty much nothing, nobody, nothing surprises me for the simple fact that anything that can happen in life can happen in wrestling. That's why, oh, oh, that's why this year, and I might go off the rails a little bit, but I was thinking about this, uh, like last week or whatever. That's why there are so many criminals in wrestling who can decide your fate. That's why, oh, oh, this person's a pedophile. Oh, y'all knew that. Oh, because, but because he had a big name, y'all didn't want to say nothing. You know, like, that's, that's, that's what it is. Like, we live in a world where if you're good at what you do, they'll overlook it no matter what. I literally so watched a whole doggone video of about 20 to 30 wrestlers and celebrities who should have been in jail a long time ago, but that's the world we live in. You know, like, people got their opinion. People have their opinion, and they can self-identify as whatever they want and uh, come to shows, and then you can't do nothing to them because, oh, my God, you'll get in trouble, even though they're spitting through water on you. So then, like, oh, you're getting too much heat. Okay, but what about back in the 70s and 80s and, hell, even sometimes in the 90s when people was getting stabbed and threatened to get shot at and it's all so what is too much, you know? Like, what is too much? I guarantee you well, if everybody on Twitter said, oh, Daniel Bryan should be fired for whatever, whatever, I guarantee you he would be fired because that's how much power they've allowed people to get from social media. I agree with you 100% because there have been incidents online in the previous years um, with Jessica Havoc saying something to a fan that was considered, you know, a little bit too far, too extreme, and it was, but uh, not just her, but, you know, there's certain things that people will say to a fan because fans will try their damnedest to get under people's skin, but it's not, you know, it's not all bad. Like, certain fans do certain cool things, like, hey, you know, I was too nervous to talk to you. Like, one fan, I guess, was in a department store at a mall, and they saw Johnny Gargano, and they said, I was too shy. I was like, damn, my shyness. You know, I really wanted to talk to you. And Gargano tweeted back saying, uh, you know, all you had to do was say hello. Like, we would have said hello back, and we would have taken a picture with you and whatnot. I think that was – like, I think some interactions between fans and wrestlers are cool. But then there's, you know, your Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens I love because he'll, he'll put logic into effect, and people don't realize you have to have logic in order to – survive some people and by logic meaning like if you think you're going to get one leg up over a professional wrestler who's been around for like 15 20 plus years not just Kevin Owens there's people that will always like I said always try to get that one leg up on a professional wrestling it's you're right there's the power of social media well he said something to me he looked he said something so wrong I was offended you know can you please talk to him it gets you know it's out of control you know, and that's crazy that you mention her. She is actually one of my favorite female wrestlers. Jesse? 
No, Jessica. No, Jessica. Jessica Havoc. Havoc. I uh, yes. Like it's the fact that people will literally go through ten years worth of information on your Twitter line just to find something that you did wrong is not only sad, but it just shows how it just shows how sad people are. Like. They got they they got mad at Seth Rollins like two years ago because something he tweeted in 2011, and I'm like that's that's six seven years ago. Who cares? You know that's just like um the <laughs> oh Jesus. Anyway, I I don't understand. Like that's the part of the business I don't understand. You know um. I don't I don't understand the whole racial divide, the whole oh you like it's too many indie promotions for y'all for people to be like, Oh, well you can't work for this one or you can't be here or you can't do that and it's like, um Are you paying my bills? Or is there a contract in place somewhere? You know, I actually heard a booker say that he's like, dude, don't get paid nothing for this and ain't nobody under contract. They can work where they want, where they want to, you know. Like some people literally act like they own you, if doggone you wrestle for them, and that's weird to me. Like free, or I could go over here and get this money and work for a better crowd, you know. Like what makes sense, you know? And sometimes no, it's not about the money. Sometimes okay, if you got fifteen hundred people over here and I got good merchandise. And you say, hey, you know, I can't afford to pay you much, so I'll take $25 because I know I'm going I'm to I'm sell at least 500 T-shirts. Do you think I'm a dog going to go over here for this $40? No. Like, I got to – got. it's all about building your brand and what you believe in. You know, that's why, like, it's funny because, like, I every like once a week I'll, uh, I'll do, like, homage to Charles Manson, you know? And people will legit inbox me like, "Are you okay? Are you suicidal?" I'm like, "I'm fine." Like, <laughs> social media to me is funny because I use it as it should be used. I laugh at it, and most times I'm supporting other wrestlers, so it's like I rarely ever put my personal opinion, and I like I never share memes because like, okay, if I go down my timeline, I see the same meme ten damn times. I'm like, I'm not gonna be a follower like that. I laugh at it and keep strolling. I don't have I, I don't like have that. time. I have very short patience for a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So uh, I'm gonna have two more questions. So obviously, so as a worker, like where would be the dream arena or dream place to wrestle in for family, friends, the whole nine? If you had to pick, I would actually choose if. I want to wrestle in the Tokyo Superdome in the Greensburg Coliseum. And if I had to pick number three, it'd be Madison Square Garden. A lot of people pick the Garden just because, uh, like, uh, well, like I say, we're very nitpicky in in, uh, New York, and people don't realize, like, when you hit MSG, 
Madison Square Garden. That's like the pinnacle for some. And some is just like, oh, it's just another arena. Like, the hell, man? I always tell people, when you walk in, it looks like a thing. But when you walk up the stairs, see those, the old speaker system still there. Like, I mean, it's been revamped. It's been redone, MSG has. But, like, I remember as a kid watching wrestlers and being like, man, it'd be great to be there one day. So that's cool. Um, if you had to pick one of the last, next question, okay, yeah, last questions is, if you had to pick a dream opponent to wrestle at, at WrestleMania, who would it be and why? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it would be... It would be a triple threat between me, Timmy Lou Ren, and Sammy Callahan. That's interesting that you mentioned those names because I will be going to Revolver on October 4th on Tales from the Ring. So, Sammy Callahan, oh my goodness, you know what, a triple threat, that's pretty cool. Any stipulation that you would add to the match to make it, you know, all the more better? Um, it would definitely be Black as Jack Rose. Uh-oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> that that right, would be so like... Before you go... Because I, I, I can literally get the best of both worlds. Because, you know, Timmy Luke can flip, you know, uh, but I can do the hardcore thing. Sammy Callahan is hardcore, doesn't do any flip. But I can flip and do the hardcore thing. Oh, I would love it. Oh, my God. I would that that I would take the biggest bump in the world, and I wouldn't even. I'd be like, you know what? I'm in heaven right now. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Like. So, uh, so I have a question for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. What are some good promotions in New York? Do what now? What are some good independent promotions in New York? Some good independent promotions in New York? Um, not so much in New York, but I would go all the way to Jersey for Monster Factory. That's the one I mainly follow. I follow oh, hell yeah. Danny Cage. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, because Danny, to me, is a purist. Um, you know, like, in New York, there's a lot of promotions in Brooklyn. There's one outside the Bronx. Obviously, um, a friend of mine, Luke Langley, uh, went out there with Graham Bell. Uh, he goes out there all the time to the East Coast. But to me, dude, you want to know where it's at, Monster Factory, because it doesn't matter who you are. He will tell you, you know, to your face, um, good, bad, ugly, hey, you know, you need to improve upon this, you need to do that. Not only to improve upon this, but, like, there are shows that they put on on Fridays and Saturdays, I like to, you know, I would like to go out there again and see one of Danny's double shows, or it's just New York to me. Like, okay, House of Glory, everyone knows about House of Hardcore. Um, there's a slew of independent promotions out there that I don't advise against. It's just, I mean. 
those are just the promotions I know of that I've seen friends of mine have brought me to. And I said, why did you bring me to this one? Well, you said you wanted to go to wrestling. I said, I thought you meant Ring of Honor, House of Hardcore, uh, House of Glory. House of Glory is widely known. I went to one of their promotions in Queens. So... Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the only one so, I knew like up there was Gimmick Tree. Oh. <laughs> um, well, there's. Yeah, see, it got combat, or CZW, that's in Philly. Okay. Then MLW, which, okay, fine. Shakara, that's Quackenbush. Uh, Dragon Gate. Top, you know, House of Glory. See, <laughs> a lot of my, well, the fans were sending was like, you don't know any promotions out in New York? It's like, yeah, I live there. It's just like someone asking me, um, so you you never go to Manhattan? It's like, I pass it by when I go to work, yeah, but I don't like congregating out there too often because then I have to play tour guide, <laughs> and I freaking hate that. It's like, so do you know what train connects to this train? Do you know if you transfer out? I was like, they say it on the train. I literally tell them in a nice way. I'm like, do you have Google Maps? Because like Google Maps was like your like your outlet, like what platform you're supposed to stand under. And this one guy I'm coming home from Barclays, and he goes, well, how do I get you know to up you know to Coney Island? I was like, you just simply take a Q or a B train. I was like, or you can take an F train. You can take a one, a two, a six train. I was like, dude, you, you seriously just asked that question? Because he was home from Barclays. Brother, and you, you are, I'm trying to get to. You Go are ahead. so New York. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, I just to me. You are so New York. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> like I, I straight up tell people, I'm like, how do we get from this bus? You know, it's like this bus shuts down at midnight if you want to take an uber ride you're more than welcome to there's this job there's a taxi cab place that's right across king's highway this person was afraid i said they take cash only there's an atm at the deli it's like how do you know so much it's like dude i fucking live here like how do you not <laughs> if you live in a place that you're not familiar with like how are you not fucking familiar come on like, oh my lord mm. <laughs> There's some instances in wrestling where fans be like, I heard one, like, I ignore, like, the terms, but it really bugs me when they talk about themselves. I'm like, I don't use the term marks because I think it's very hateful. But as a former worker, when I hear other fans use, oh, well, the marks are ruining for everyone. It's like, you just ran up to Sasha Banks and Bray Wyatt, and you ran up to people like, you You don't have manners? Like, if someone runs up to you at dinner time, like, are you going to want to sign autographs? And he goes, I might. I was like, no, let me put it to you this way. If you're eating in a restaurant and you want to be left alone and you don't want anybody to bother you, do you, A, wait till the person finishes their fucking food, or, two, you wait, you know, you do it while they're eating their food? I, he goes, well, I was like, if you have to think on that question, you're fucking retarded. I personally do not want to be bothered <laughs> on the or whatever. Oh, you know? oh my god, I love it. <laughs> oh my god, like, you know, that is so funny. Do you know I got a speech because I said that word to somebody? 
I got a whole speech because I said that word. Now, growing up, that that that's just how we talked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, you're retarded. It, that's how we talked. It wasn't a derogatory term at all, you know? Now you say it, it's like, oh, my God, let's throw him out somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> you definitely popped me oh, with that one. <laughs> it's just like, okay, so when people say things like, well, I bet you every New Yorker is rude, it's like, no, that's that's not, I hate that thing. You're like, well, where do you, you know, where do you go for wrestling? Like, you ask me, and I said, well, I sent a link to a few of them, and the dude's like, oh, thank you, I'll take a look at it. But then WrestleCon comes around, and this person goes, oh, and I said, what did I do? He goes, well, you sent me a link. And I just said, thanks, dude. I'm trying to, like, sit on my train and, and go to work here. I don't need to be bothered. You're welcome, I guess. <laughs> you know? it, it, and just, like, the thing is, like, they ask, what airport's cheaper? I'm like, well, the shitty one is, you know, obviously LaGuardia. The, the, the craptastic, snobby, snooty one is JFK. Yeah. <laughs> I love wrestling. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, like, people ask, like, how do you get from point A to point B without strangling someone? As like, first of all, which borough did you go through? Because I'm going to be generally biased because <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, okay? They're like, well, we tried to go through Queens, and I said, there's your fucking problem right there. Yeah. <laughs> You tried to go through Queens? Like, no, bro. I don't think you get it. There's there's going to be issues if you try to go through Queens and take a taxi or if you try and take an Uber because they charge you on the wait time, everyone. It doesn't matter where you are. But anyways, to wrap this up, so is there any, like, social media platforms that you want to plug to all the fans listening out there, right now, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, where they can reach you out, how they can get a hold of you? Yes, everything is Blacktus. Uh, Facebook, Blacktus Jack, Twitter, at Blacktus, B-L-A-Q, like Bill DeMott said, T-U-S. Instagram is the same. Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all my social medias. I don't I have a lot of social media. But, yeah, yeah, those three. (laughs) All right, sir. Well, um, is there any shout-outs you'd like to give to family members or anybody listening to the podcast at home? Um, no, no, I don't like people like that. <laughs> Shout-out to Damian Wayne, who I get to kick him in the forehead next Friday, that's next Saturday night. Well, dude, thank you for being on the show, Wrestle Radio Network. You can download the episode after it airs a couple hours on iTunes for free, or you can stream it live however you care on your mobile device. Thanks, dude, for your time right here on Wrestle Radio. Thanks, Blacktus, so much. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good day, sir. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so that was Black as Jack. We thank him for his time on Wrestle Radio Network. We're going to jump right into the show that it has explicit content. If you have small children, please tell them not to repeat the shit that I fucking say. See, I just dropped an F-bomb and I said the word shit. If you have any 
small children, please plug their ears with the earphones. Not listening to this show that is mature audiences only. This show was coined and actually not coined. Uh, <laughs> it was dubbed in March, on March 7, 2016 officially. Any distribution or reproduction of off-the-rails uncensored will be a court fine of $45 and any likeness use thereof of off-the-rails uncensored title. Any any objection? I don't fucking think so. All right, so I do not own the rights to Glasgow Cross, Nikki Cross, produced by Jim Johnson, World Wrestling Entertainment, 2019 Incorporated, produced originally in 2015-2016. Any reproduction or use or likeness thereof to use it further than this as a theme for the show will be punishable by law. I understand these surroundings or understand these jurisdictions. Anyways, did my music dig it. shows a week, actually now three. So I'm going to do my research on it, folks. I'm not going to be the fucker that sits there and just spouts off random random things, all right? AEW, two shows a week. On TNT. Wait, so AEW officially announces weekly primetime television show on TNT. We know that. Uh, does AEW have a weekly show? October the 2nd, AEW will have a two-hour weekly TV show airing live on TNT in the United States. CBS Sports described AEW as the first company with major financial backing to take a swing beginning to compete with WWE on a major level in nearly two decades. Okay, so a friend of mine at work described to me that AEW was contemplating having two shows a week. Is that an issue? When you just first start out, why not? Sky's the limit, right? You as a wrestling company want to identify yourselves as the badass brand, the brand that doesn't fucking sleep, the brand that everyone can identify with and be with and totally be a part of and be participating in, you know. Now we have social media. Back then, WCW, the closest thing we had to social media, folks, and this is going to sound really sad, America Online. Okay. So when AOL took over, instead of, you know, shows being on TNT, it's one of those things sad in history with WCW, but we're looking at them, we're looking at AEW. AEW's got Cody Rhodes, Tony Khan, uh, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, all, you know, Creatively speaking, you've got Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, 
Tully Blanchard. You have a list of people putting shit together. And two shows a week is not unfathomable. It's just the 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 fan in me or the, the cynic in me or the doubter in me wants to say I hope you know what you're doing. And by the way, what's up UK, what's up Canada, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, Austria, Mexico City, Tokyo, Japan, Italy, what's up all of you? I decided to segue because WWE has SmackDown Live Monday Night Raw on Fox. So now that material for the premiere, I guess, leave on October the 4th, and before that, you know, after that, how are we as fans going to deal with all this wrestling? Are we going to lose our shit? Are we going to shit our pants? Are we going to run around like, you know, kids that evaded putting their diaper on? No. In my humble opinion, I think this is a good thing just to test the waters, you know, to have two shows. And not only that, but put into effect that wrestling as a whole is gaining attention. And for the first time, TNT is going to be like, Oh gee, I wonder what's on you know wrestling. Oh okay. I'm not criticizing AEW. Just WWE has more mainstream wrestling fans, though purists, as I like to call them. They will flock to AEW because it's new, it's fresh, it doesn't hold back. There's no restriction. Um, what else? The fact that they're running ratings, you know, in October just to say, well, we you had a leg up on us for a whole month, but we still beat your ass in ratings. Is it going to be that type of deal? Gee, I don't fucking know. But uh, I do know that Cody Rhodes just put a truck together of all the equipment and all the stuff that will be going down for AEW. And I do know that it looks amazing. That truck looks pretty good, if you ask me. Not just the truck, but uh, the whole outlook for AEW. Some people may wonder why I didn't, you know, I haven't mentioned them. Here's the thing: I literally was on low sleep last night, and still on low sleep today. Got a little bit more sleep than yesterday, but the point is. Now I'm coherent and still rambling like a motherfucker. The thing is, you got to understand something. I believe there's been some mishaps, you know, by placing certain bookings, you know, like matches, that is. The women should definitely be close to the main event and not main eventing all the time, but sometimes it feels like the main event really is lackluster up until the last tidbit of it. Like, to be specific, like, okay... Let's place Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman in the main event that we saw at Clash of Champions. And it really didn't have any effect on fans until 
the Fiend came out and started shit, you know, with the Mandible Claw and Braun Strowman, and then proceeded to scare the fuck out of Seth Rollins. I mean, at least they, they gained an audience, right, out of the whole deal. But there needs to be improvement in placing certain matches, you know. Matches are getting more brutal, more physical. But will that hold up with AEW? Some of you say, well, AEW is going to beat the fuck out of WWE, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 don't cream yourselves. You must wear condom first, the metaphorical condom first. Because here's what I got to say. If you think that one company is going to destroy the other, that's your opinion, not mine. But I'm going to leave you with... If you didn't like what good old Brian Rails did, because look, I'm not going to outro just yet. But I do want to point out there's always going to be that one person that just says something that catches your attention, especially about AEW. Well, if they had one match with one person, it would gain ratings. That's cute, but how are they going to keep that up for a whole year, two years? We'll see. Now, if you don't like what I had to say, because I'm hungry, folks, and I got deep, but thank you, Blackness, once again. And I got three choice words for you. No, let me redo that. If you didn't look at what I had to say, and I cut it short, I didn't elaborate totally on AEW. All I'm going to say is competition is great for professional wrestling, and it's good because then more people have more jobs and more opportunities. That's all I'm going to leave it at. And if you didn't like what I had to say, now I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Oh, and, um, yes. Toodle bitches, I got to eat. How are you doing? Actually, better words. How's it going? Good night. Good morrow. Happy wrestling. And the fuckery is afoot. Dig it.
boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.